Welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. As an active, full-time realtor serving Tallahassee and the surrounding areas since 2014, it was time to use my experience to educate consumers on the whys and hows behind the home buying and home selling processes. We'll have some fun, I'll share some crazy real estate stories, and keep you informed on realtors' best kept secrets. Why? Because when you're informed, you can make empowered decisions. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Confessions of a Realtor. My name is Rachel Alexander. I'm a real estate agent here in Tallahassee, Florida. This is the year 2022. In 2021, I was ranked one of the top 7% agents in our area. And that's only possible because I have amazing clients who keep introducing me to other clients who I am able to help and able to serve. I decided to do this podcast because after being in the industry for eight years, number one, one, a lot of the same questions typically come up whether you're buying a house or selling a house. Um, Number two, when I thought surely there must be a podcast out that that is helping consumers deal with these issues, basically looking for a reason not to do this. um, (laughs) I actually found that there weren't a lot of podcasts in real estate that were aimed at helping consumers. Um, A lot of podcasts in real estate are actually aimed at helping, you know, industry professionals like real estate agents like lenders, like title companies, figure out how to talk to clients, what to do to move forward in a deal. And while those things are, I think, important, I also know that it wasn't filling the education gap that I see so often with customers on a day-to-day basis. Also, I do think that there is a lot of mystique around real estate. You know, I kind of feel like there's this cloak of darkness, you know, sometimes that consumers have when they're dealing with real estate agents or dealing with our industry because realtors are salespeople. And salespeople, even in my own personal family, is a dirty word, okay? So I'm here to break up, hopefully, some of that negative stereotype to add some education in here as to why realtors do what we do, how we can help you buy and sell, and what are some of the intricate details in the process that often people get confused about that I personally feel like there just needs to be more education on. I find that people fear what they don't understand. And once you understand, it's like, the, the best moments for me are when a light bulb goes off in my client's head as to the purpose of why they're doing what they're doing, whether it be a small detail or even, you know, a larger scope of things to why they're buying, why they're selling. Because honestly, you know, sometimes people, they make moves because they, they feel like it's the responsible thing to do or it's the next step in their life. And those things may be true, but I think it's so important to focus on why you're doing what you're doing and understanding that. So I'm here to shed some light there. As far as my background in real estate, I actually worked with a small local investment firm when I came into the industry 
eight years ago. So even before I got my real estate license, I was helping to pick out finishes on homes. I was helping to choose the countertops, helping to project manage, helping to talk with subs, um, subcontractors. Subs is an abbreviation that we use in the industry. Um, And I was helping to do all of those things ahead of getting my real estate license. So once I got my real estate license eight years ago, it really just gave me, I feel, a different perspective when it comes to dealing with home buyers and home sellers. On the home selling side, I learned with those experiences, I think I added it up. And by the time I finished working with that investment firm, it was something like 42 homes that, you know, I had been involved in or 42 transactions that I had been involved in on the investment side of things. And so I take that experience and I use it when I talk with investors or talk with sellers rather. And, you know, a lot of times I find that sellers, they want to fall into the common pitfall of over-improving their home. Or on the other side of things, just thinking they can throw up the house that they live in on the market without making any modification to it. And so in later podcast episodes, we'll get into what I look for in a home um, when I'm thinking about um, taking on a seller as a client and then what recommendations I often make to be able to really save the client money. So save the seller money, but at the same time, maximize that value, maximize your return on investment so that you don't fall into the trap of either over improving your home or what I've seen a lot of times is thinking that the home improvements that you do put in are additive. So what I mean by that is you purchased a house for $300,000, you put $20,000 into it. So Rachel, the house must sell for $320,000. That's not always true. And like I said, in later episodes, we'll get into the whys and the hows of return on investment when it comes to selling your home. It also, that background in investment, it gives me a unique perspective when it comes to home buyers. Every home buyer to me is an investor. So you may not be ripping out, you know, countertops. You may not be, you know, having to put a new roof onto the home. You may not be lifting up tile yourself. That may not be something that you're doing in your home buying process. But at the end of the day, the reason why people buy homes is because they are investing in their future. So walk with me here. Most of the time, the market trends up, okay? Often you'll purchase a house for $250,000. A few years later, it may be worth two seventy-five dollars or three hundred. dollars Now, what if you had purchased that same home originally for two seventy-five dollars or $300,000? If you purchased it there, which there are a couple of, you know, fail safes and protections so that this doesn't happen to you, but what if you purchased the property too high? If you purchase the property too high and then you go to sell it, that's a very you know uncomfortable position to be in to where you can't either afford to sell the property or number two, to where you paid too much for the property and now you're not getting any of your money back, okay? So at the end of the day, I see every home buyer as an investor because that is what you're doing. You're investing in your future. So that's about me professionally, but about me personally, I'm one of six children, and one of the things that I really enjoyed about having so many siblings and that I reflect on now is that they really taught me conflict resolution. Now, granted, I was often the instigator, okay? So I was typically the one causing conflict, pushing buttons, doing that sort of thing. You know, got to have fun with life though, right? And one of the things that I learned and that I pull on, you know, from my childhood and from dealing with my siblings is that you can have a fight, you can disagree, you can effectively negotiate, right? And you still love that person. 
and you still support that person and you're still there for that person, right? So I think that that gave me a different perspective, just helps me not to take things personally. There are times in a real estate transaction where it, it doesn't matter. You could be the agent of the seller. You could be the agent of the buyer. You could be the buyer. You could be the seller. And at some point, there is a comment made that like they feel like the other side is taking things personally or this person's trying to hurt me, you know, with this negotiation tactic. And no, most of the time they're not. <laughs> most of the time, uh, people are just trying to get to the closing table, right? And that brings up another point. A lot of times with real estate, if you Google real estate and if you look at most information that's being put out there, what you'll find is that buyer and seller are typically pitted against each other, right? The angry buyer against a shady seller who's just trying to get over on them. And that's a fear that a lot of people do have in real estate. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't happen and I'm not wanting to invalidate that that doesn't happen sometimes. But I would say 95% of the time, real estate is actually very collaborative. Why? Because the buyer wants to move in and the seller wants to move out. So a real estate agent, a good real estate agent is going to come in between that buyer and seller and work with the other party, knowing that at the end of the day, we have the same goal. Let's not take things personally. Let's deal with conflict in a mature, in a responsible way so that we're supporting our clients in their goals of getting moved because both clients want to move, right? As far as me now, um, I'm a divorced mother and I have a son who's eight years old, who is the absolute light of my life. He's a great kid. He's like me though, right? So we're friendly, but we're challenging. And he's always been just who he is. I'll never forget. There was a time where he was three years old and he came home with a class project. And at the time when he was three years old, I'm gonna just tell you now, I had no boundaries when it came to work. I had no boundaries when it came to real estate. He came with me on every appointment that he had to come with me on because at the time, you know, I was newly divorced. I was trying to make it. And then the culture of real estate is grind culture. The culture of real estate is, you know, if you're not working 24 seven, what are you even doing for your clients? You know, but he came home one day from daycare at three years old and he told me, mom, I really want us to do this class project together or was some little arts and crafts activity that he wanted me to do with him. But he said that the reason that he wanted to do it is because he didn't want me to have to work that night. And he just, I don't even think he realized even now how much that impacted me. That comment and that perspective really changed everything for me because it was a realization that what am I even doing this for? I know that I'm serving clients and I know that they're happy and I know that they're happy that I'm available at 11 o'clock at night, which I really should have never been. But if I am working to be able to provide for my son and to be able to provide a life for my son, but I'm losing out on that relationship, what is even happening, you know? And so that was the start of me putting more boundaries into my business. That was the start of me working with clients that were clients that I wanted to work with, not just taking any business because it was offered to me. That was the start of me putting in boundaries so that I was not available 24-7 and kept my priorities my priority. Clients responded so well to that because it wasn't just I was being a real estate agent. 
it moved into a mindset of running my business like a business. And like I said, clients have been great with it. If I get any pushback, it's honestly from my colleagues, from fellow agents, but I think that it's possible to serve clients well and still serve your family well and still make time for yourself to do the things that you want to do while still running a business. So that's a little bit about my background and about my story. I hope that you will tune in to other episodes because I'm so excited about the content that we're preparing for buyers and the content that we're preparing for sellers. I think that being a realtor and with this podcast, Confessions of a Realtor, I never want to lose sight that being in the position to help people buy and sell and being in the position to help earn their trust and the trust of their loved ones is something that is a high priority. So I hope that you'll take this journey with me. Continue to tune in and listen in. We'll be dropping these new episodes on Wednesday. I hope that you have a great day. I look forward to you tuning in on the next episode. That's it for today's episode of Confessions of a Realtor. If you're looking for an active full-time agent in the Tallahassee or surrounding areas, thinking about moving or just want more real estate tips and tricks, the best place to connect with me is my Instagram page, Rachel Sells Homes 850. You'll also find it linked in the show notes. My Instagram also has a link in the bio to schedule a complimentary consultation with me, whether you're thinking about selling or purchasing. Alternatively, feel free to text me at 850-206-2199 and I'll respond during business hours. I look forward to connecting with you. 